And to be ethical, if you're a billionaire today, the thing that you need to do is give up control mm. and power. So mm. I don't want your money as much as we want your power. Mm. The people, not me. That's going to get cut and clipped. One, two, three, four. Oh, it's the Hague Report. The Hague Report. La, la, la. So, what's up, guys? I am James Hake, and I am back. This is the Hake Report. It is Wednesday. I skipped Monday. I skipped Tuesday playing hooky. Yes, I was playing hooky. Um, for the Hake Report, last my last show was on Sunday, and Sunday I was I was on my channels. Monday through Friday I'm on Jesse's channels, but I wasn't here at all Monday, and I was only here for Hake News on Tuesday, and now I'm back in full force, in full effect, which is like a black term from the '70s or '80s, in full effect. Right? <laughs> Joel wouldn't even know because it's like from the 70s and 80s. So it's Tuesday, January 22nd. No, it's Wednesday, January 22nd. 2020. And um, I was sick. And a whole lot of people around the world are sick. And people are concerned about this. Um, Rebirth of the SARS epidemic, which is not really that's kind of a misnomer, I guess But it reminded me of the SARS epidemic this sickness virus um, What are they calling it coronavirus by the way? Do you like my the Hake report um, sticker on my laptop? I got that from Ben Shapiro. He puts a daily wire thing on his <laughs> But anyways um, you can get it, the, go to thehakereport.com and then click on Teespring and you can find cool stickers and t-shirts and things. Thank you. So, um, I'm live in hour four of Jesse Lee Peterson's stream and I have info on the, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, the civet, C-I-V-E-T, which is an animal that allegedly passed the SARS virus, and this is a huge one. I don't know how far back these men are standing. I'm showing a photograph, if you're listening to the podcast, of this... What is that looking... It's like a crazy hyena-looking animal... cat... dog... thing? That's a bear. <laughs> it's a bear. <laughs> yeah, that, um, I see some, like, four white-looking hunters, or mostly white-looking hunters. They appear to have just shot this civet cat, and they shot, apparently, I'm guessing an African one. I think, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I read right, the African ones are bigger. There's an Asian civet, there's a palm civet that's, that goes on trees, and it's smaller. Um, I just had to Google it because I did not know what, the, <laughs> what this thing was. I had never heard... I don't know if I had heard of it, but it looks like a kind of has a, like a long body, like a weasel or a ferret, but it's 
I don't know. It's crazy. It's cool. So cute in some cases, but also looks like sometimes it looks like a monkey. Sometimes it looks like a cat. I think unless I'm looking at a cat. Sometimes it look okay. A civet is a small, lean, mostly nocturnal mammal native to tropical Asia and Africa. And this is from Google slash Wikipedia. Totally real news. The term civet applies to over a dozen different mammal species. Most of the species diversity is found in Southeast Asia. The African civet is 16 inches in height. So it's like bigger than like your house cat. But it's not huge. But it's crazy. And supposedly this civet passed the SARS virus by way of this bat. <laughs> so I was reading to you in Hake News of Hour 3 of Je- the Jesse Lee Peterson show about this um, virus called coronavirus. And now they're speculating, where did this thing come from? And there is in this city of Wuhan, it's a big city, it has a, it has a bigger population than London, uh, London, England, um, has this big seafood market. And it's not just seafood that they sell. So past deadly epidemics, and this is a, there's currently a deadly epidemic coronavirus thing that could lead to pneumonia, kill you, whatever. Seventeen people at least have died. Over 471 plus people have been um, infected, supposedly. One in America, at least. One in Thailand, one in, or, I don't know, multiple in Thailand. One in Taiwan, one in, I don't know, all over. But, um... Past deadly epidemics have been blamed on wild animals. Severe acute respiratory syndrome, which is SARS, was linked to the Chinese consumption of civet meat. That's not what I ate. (laughs) Said when I got sick, I got food poisoning. That's why I was out the past couple days. Setting Chinese authorities up for potential embarrassment if lax supervision of wildlife trafficking is found at fault in the latest outbreak. They say a price list is circulating... (laughs) I mean, civet asada burritos. Um, a price list is circulating on China's in- internet for a business at the Wuhan market lists a menagerie of animals or animal-based products, including live foxes, crocodiles, wolf puppies, giant salamanders, snakes, rats, peacocks, porcupines, camel meat, and other game. 112 items in all. Those Asians. <laughs> uh, who knows, though? I don't know. Chinese scientists traced the SARS virus through the intermediary of civets, those animals that I was showing you, to the cave-dwelling horseshoe bats in the Yunnan province, China. Always stirring up trouble, or every 15 years or so, stirring up trouble. So, uh, you guys ever listen to (laughs) this? This is a dumb question, right? But I have to ask. It's funny to me, I think. You guys ever listen to Chinese rap? <laughs> and the reason I ask is because there was this rap song, Chinese rap song, that was something like Yum Dum Cha. And it was about dim sum. And dim sum is this Chinese brunch thing, which I used to eat because I had Chinese Hong Kong friends. And I would eat like chicken feet and things like that. Good. It's good. And it's not my fault. I wasn't, like, diving into diversity and stuff. My parents raised me in Temple City, Arcadia, El Monte. So that was my, what my friends were. 
One of my parents actually once told me that they were impressed that I had all kinds, meaning all races of friends. And I'm like, that's not special, that's just where I grew up. Um, but it's where they grew up too, honestly. It used to be white and Hispanic. Now it turned into white, mostly Hispanic and Asian. And a little white and a couple blacks. But I remember SARS being like an emotional time, and I have this SARS song. I wonder if I can play some of it. I'll play some of it for you. I don't know. That's the SARS song. It's a sad song. That was by, and I don't want to play too much of it because I don't want to get copy strike for anybody. For Jesse Lee Peterson. It is a beautiful song. It sounds like a Western song, right? And it's by this guy named Andy Lau who's like Mr. China. But sad. 700 or close to 800 people, Chinese people died. I think only Chinese. I don't know who else died in China from SARS. And now a bunch of people are, he's the man in China. <laughs> you know Andy Lau, huh? Joel spent time in China. <laughs> you know Andy Lau? Yeah. <laughs> That's so crazy that you knew him. Yeah. Literally, they were running down the, the hallways chasing him. That is That's funny. how crazy. He's like Michael Jackson. Yeah, exactly. He's bigger than Michael Jackson because, like, China has a bigger population than the whole rest of the world. Right. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> so he's bigger, like, the four kings of Cantopop, right? They sing Cantonese. Well, Andy Lau is saying Cantonese and the real Chinese language. Cantonese is like the Hong Kong Chinese. And then the real Chinese is ma- Mandarin or something. And, yeah, he's saying both of those languages, and he's saying... <laughs> You saying I call it the SARS song. It's on my iTunes. I, only reason I have it is not because I was trying to dive into diversity, guys. <laughs> you definitely have some Asian friends. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I bought an iPod for 40 bucks off my friend, and then it like quit working. But I downloaded all of his songs onto my computer, and so I've had his all of his iTunes library, and the songs are kind of like indecipherable. But they're just nice songs. They sound like Western songs, to be honest. Except you don't have to put up with the lyrics because you don't know what they're saying. So it's even nicer. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, Andy Lau. Good, good music. Anyways. <laughs> I got sick. And this place I got sick from, I'm going to tell you guys because I feel I want to do a public service for anybody in L.A. From, And I don't want to bury the business, but it was from El Cartel. Burritos, El Cartel, right next to El Rey Theater. We used to call it the El Rey Theater, which is kind of redundant. El Rey means the king. Theater, which I used to go to to watch concerts, and no, they were not Chinese concerts. They were just um, independent music concerts, whatever. And so um, I did get a full refund. I was like, oh, I feel kind of hungry. So I ordered along with a friend these burritos. They got positive reviews generally. Some said, oh, it's a little bland. But it wasn't really bland. It just wasn't that spicy. But, and it tasted good. And they were like the, um, it was almost like a chimichanga. Not exactly, but you could tell that they put the tortilla on the grill for a little bit because the tortilla was a little bit crispy. 
but I don't want to like remember too much because I don't want to like make myself want to throw up. <laughs> Nick, Nick must be Googling it. Oh, cartel burritos. <laughs> but um, yeah, and I and I I specifically looked on Yelp and everywhere because I'm like I feel like something new, and it was like ten to twenty minutes delivery. <laughs> 10 to 20 minutes, is that fast enough to cook a burrito thoroughly? I don't know. But, um, yeah. It was, uh, nothing crazy, no crazy. Oh, I got sick from this place, don't eat it. Normally they tell you don't eat from the street side, you know, the places with that set up shop on the sidewalk. They tell you not to eat from there. But I eat from there, like, kind of regularly. And I'm not one of those people that doesn't want to deport because I don't want to give up my tacos. Okay? I want to deport. We should deport. <laughs> but maybe because I told them don't... I think I already made this joke, but maybe because I told them don't give me sour cream. Because I looked at the picture, it looked like they might have given sour cream. Or maybe it was just the cheese. Um, no sour cream, maybe they spit in it. But I really doubt that. I'm just playing around. But, uh, yeah. Um, 7 p.m. Sunday night, I finished the burrito, right? Ate the whole thing. With, um, with both of the little salsas. They only gave us two salsas, right? My buddy and me. But my buddy wasn't home yet. (laughs) And he told me, get him extra sour cream and extra spicy salsa. But it was too late. I'd already ordered. And I didn't give him any of the salsa. I ate both of the salsas. So maybe this is what I get. But he, um, when he got home and had his burrito, he uh, ate raw garlic cloves, which I think that's supposed to be good for your stomach, right? So he he told me that it didn't exactly agree with him, but he didn't throw up or anything. But I was throwing up within six hours. 1.45 a.m., I woke up, I'm like dehydrated. I drank several gulps of water. And go over to the bathroom, and like right away when I close the door, like my body and mind knew that I could throw up. So I threw up into the uh, toilet. And then I went, and I remembered when I used to be sick as a kid sometimes. Not too often. My mother would get me like this big uh, bowl, right? Like a big metal bowl that you could throw up in. So I found a bucket in my closet and used the bucket to throw up in at around like 3 a.m. And again around 5.30 in the morning. And between 3 and 5.30 is when I texted Richard Spencer because I was supposed to have Richard Spencer on the show on the Hake Report on Monday. But no! <laughs> I didn't text him. I don't have his text, right? But I, um, I Twitter messaged him, DM'd him. I'm like, hey, and I texted uh, my de facto producer, Dylon. Hey, I can't come in. <laughs> and I think I texted uh, uh, the the black and brown Hake fill in Hake News fill in crew. Hey, guys, can you just play commercials or something for me? I can't come in today. And Joel texted me, oh, that's deep. <laughs> we'll figure something out. <laughs> and the black and brown show on Monday morning. So, Monday first, here's my review of Monday's fill-in for me, right? Monday's fill-in, I hear, I listened to the podcast afterward. 
of Monday the Jesse Lee Peterson show. And actually, it's a good show, man. I have not listened to the Jesse Lee Peterson show as just a regular listener in in years, right? Because I was producer and then like helping with the producer for years since October 2013. Well, and I never re- really used to listen to the full podcasts as a regular listener back before that because I would work, but I would come in at 6 a.m. even though my start time was like 7, 7.30. I would come in to my workplace back then at the other workplace where I used to work at 6 a.m. just to listen to the like an hour of the show or however much I could before I got started with the actual, my own work. And uh, it, was, it was good, it was very good. Like, there were, we had cool guests. I think Kelly was producer. She's producer for The Fallen State now. Very good show, but there were all kinds of commercials and news breaks and mess. And everybody hated those, right? I think. I never liked them. But now we don't have commercials. It's a full hour podcast rather than 40-minute podcast. And I listened to the whole thing. It was good. Cool call from Crystal from um, I forget where. Cool calls all around. And interesting stories. And even when, um, you know, when Jesse roasts the staff, it's painful for the staff, but it's funny to you guys. And I remember it being funny. And then um, the, these guys, first they played music. I'm like, all right. And then um, that was the first hour, Hake News. And then the second hour, they come in, and they're like bantering. I'm like, okay, all right, they're having fun. And then they have give throw out this idea of you guys can, um, you guys can whatever, <laughs> um, advertise. You want to advertise on the Jesse Lee Peterson show? Great idea. And then um, they played the Tyson James Tyson Unruh, "Don't Be a Beta," <laughs> that rap song, um, and that was cool too. And then he also said, "Oh, that's an advertisement for Tyson James." Cool. So nice work, guys. Way to fill in. So, yeah, um, I'm going to talk a little bit about this Richard Spencer thing. He's the one wh- by whom I, by which, by whom I found that based AOC clip that I'll talk about briefly. But first, let me get to some calls. <laughs> Way to wing it. Yeah. <laughs> and then I want to talk, hopefully, about uh, Puerto Rico versus Trump and whatever else. So, you guys can call in 888-775-3773. Let me get to Bo, though. Out of Santa Barbara, California. Bo, how are you? How you doing? How you doing? Do, doing fine. Good to hear from you. Good to hear from you too. Um, I just wanted to uh, to say, God, I got to make it quick because you got you got a lot going on. But had some cool things happen yesterday. I went to uh, went to the VA and had my weekly counseling appointment. It's good for me. I check in out every week and we kind of talk about goals and stuff. And I actually talked to my counselor a bit about waking up as like uh, a white American in America. Cause he goes, what's, I don't really talk about it with people cause he's Chinese oh, know, okay. and I don't know how he feels or whatever, but we talked and we had a really good conversation and he's, he's, he grew up in LA. He's had experiences with people calling him names cause he's Chinese and he grew up around Mexicans and blacks and yep. it's just, you know, and I grew up around Mexicans and Asians and you know, it, I was talking to him about waking up in America, and I had an incident about almost a year ago where I was called a racist, and that's what helped me wake up. I'm like, man, am I, am I really a Nazi? Am I? And it really made me look into this. And I was just like, 
you know, I've looked at Adolf Hitler's speeches. I'm definitely not a Nazi. Sorry about that. (laughs) So it's just like waking up in America, feeling the agitation and the hatred. And then actually, when you listen to someone like Jesse talk, you're putting like intellect behind your emotions. So you're like, okay, I'm not a racist, but there are things going on and I do have to watch myself. And waking up as a white person in America and not hating. And that's like, I'm, I'm having those moments of, you know, we need to get along, man. You know, I don't want to sound like Rodney King. Can't we all just get along? <laughs> but it's it's kind of, it comes down to that in a way. It's like, you know, our ancestors had slaves. They're still, their descendants are still here. Uh, unless you want to pull something like Adolf Hitler and commit war crimes, you know, you're going to have to figure something out. And we got we to gotta work with each other. We got to get along. We got to stop attacking each other. And I had a really nice conversation with him about that. You know, like waking up as a white person in America, I don't want to hate anybody, you know, but I also don't want agendas forced on me. And I don't want to be forced to, you know, I don't want it to be, you know, okay for everyone to hate, hate us, you know. And, and uh, I talked to him about World War II history a bit because I study it and the sacrifices that my family made in several conflicts. And just so he goes, it means a lot to you, doesn't it? I said, yeah, it does. You know, and uh, it was a good conversation. So I just wanted to thank you guys. And I don't know, that's what kind of happened with me yesterday. Nice, man. Be careful. Um, be, be careful. like In what, terms what of you? like who you, who you talk to and what you say. You, yeah, you may already I know was, that. Yeah, I was listening to him and as a, as a VA counselor and stuff. And I let him know very specifically, like, dude, like, I am, I am not a, an extremist. I don't want firearms. I don't, you know, so I had to put that out there quickly. So that he understood, and he was actually cool. How old is this guy? Out of cool. curiosity, if you don't mind my asking. Um, how old is he? Yeah, uh, I think he's he's in the generation. He's younger than me, so he probably looks like he's about thirty, thirty-one. Dang. And um, you know, we talked about the the rally in in uh, in Virginia, how the the left news was saying it's a white supremacist or white separatist, and they're armed and dangerous. Do nothing happened. They're just law-abiding citizens yeah. defending their rights. And I think that was the biggest testimony to our cause, that there were armed Americans there and nothing happened. That's where we are. We just, you know what I mean? That was a beautiful thing that happened. Yeah. You know, and uh, one of the kids that stood up and spoke there, they had him on the news. He looked he looked like he was mixed. He he black and had some big old Puerto Rican Mick Jagger lips. <laughs> but he had a, he, <laughs> he had a rifle slung. He was a Second Amendment um, uh, advocate. And he had the, the deepest Southern accent. He was he was very <laughs> articulate, but he's like, I'm not going to comply. No one here is going to comply. We just want to be left alone. I'm like, that kid is mixed, and he is more American than I am. So it doesn't have anything to do with color, man. It's, it's your heart. You know what I mean? Unless you're not woke up. Black people are dangerous. But you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right on, Bo. I wish you well, man. That's cool. Yeah, I just How is uh, it? just wanted to share with you, you know, what's going on in my life, man. I don't want to hate nobody, but we got to wake up and and keep fighting a good fight. What were you going to say? You saw combat? No, I never saw combat when I was in in the Navy. Um okay. I was in uh, Guantanamo Bay, Cuba, which was a uh, a weird place. But uh it I never I I was I'm not a combat veteran, no. Uh, I saw combat with my mom growing up, but and my dad <laughs> no, never never yeah. in the military, sir. Yeah. Yeah. How about that guy that that um, you're counseling with? Did he? Uh, no, I think he's a civilian. Oh, okay. Um, he's a good guy. He's very understanding. 
Um, it's really cool when you go in to talk to a VA counselor because after you've been in, in the military, you're just different. And if you talk to civilians and sometimes you just kind of go on an emotional rant and people look at you like, dude, you know, you can you can talk to them and they understand because they know how your mind has been changed from training, especially guys who've been in combat. But he's very understanding. He's very cool. It was a very calm conversation, you know, and he was he was really cool with it. Yeah. You know, I'm just I so think it was cool to hear. I think it might have been a good thing for him to hear a white person with my perspective saying, dude, I don't want no harm on anybody. You know, I love you, dude. You know, and I think it might have shocked him that there's a dude who's advocating for, um, you know, white rights, basically, but doesn't want to hate or harm anybody. You know, that, that might have been good for him to see. Yeah, hopefully so, man. I'm yeah. just so leery of all things government and all things liberal and all things intellectual. And nowadays, like, counselors, and I'm not saying this is your counselor at all, but nowadays counselors are so secularized. They're, they don't sure. necessarily believe in God. They believe in sure. so-called science. And they sure. think that psychology and psychiatry are science. They're, just, they're not. And, sure. um, and they're pushing the government are pushing this thing that veterans have PTSD and PTSD is mental illness and mentally ill people should not have the right to own guns or carry guns and yeah. I know that you are not personally you say that you're not personally interested in in owning or carrying guns but I just not don't I don't trust all of this um, this false compassion for the um, for the veterans that's pushed yeah. by the liberals because they, the liberals want the guns and they're gonna they're gonna pretend to be America's friends and destigmatize um, getting you know getting personal help, mental help, counseling, and all these things. Yeah. Destigmatize it, but then once you once you take up with that with what they're about, then you basically surrender your your rights because they can right. you know they can do anything. They can say anything about you, right. and then you're you're guilty until proven innocent, and then they can take away your rights. That's, that's just right. my only concern about all I, that stuff. I uh, I actually thought about that when I was talking to him because the reason I brought it up is, you know, I was very concerned over the weekend with the gun rally. I didn't want anybody to get hurt. Yeah, and actually, it was like an emotional little bit of a roller coaster. Like, all right, cool, nothing happened. So I talked <laughs> about it, and I everything you're talking about. As I was talking to him, I'm all, dude, I don't know if I should be saying anything to this dude. But I was like, you know what? That's how freedom is taken away. We don't say anything. I'm willing to I'm willing to take that risk because I look that man right in the eye and I'm like, I don't want to hate anybody. All I want to do is get along with people and not have agendas forced on me. And, and uh, if he wants to make that into something, he can go ahead. I'll stand in front of a judge and, and state my case because if we back down and we are afraid to talk, I understand some people have careers and they, they you know, but... I took a chance, and I'm like, dude, you know, I need to get this off my chest. If this guy's going to turn on me, you know, go ahead. But uh, I, I see what you're saying. But I also was just like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bear my soul because this guy needs to know where I'm coming from. You know, you, so, you're aware uh, that Jesse offers counseling, right? Jesse offers counseling. Yeah, man. Man, he said black people for destruction. I ain't taking <laughs> no black counselor. I'm kidding, man. I would, I would love to be counseled by Jesse. We would. I want to say black mama jokes with Jesse. Like, your mama's so black, she gets in the car, the oil light comes on, and then he can say a white mama joke. That would be funny. Yeah. That would be funny. That's how we grew up when I was a kid. Nice. We grew up talking back with each other. Yep. Yeah, funny. <laughs>
Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I definitely recommend if you're if you're interested checking that out. So via phone or going on? Yeah, down by there by or? phone, by by Skype, or in person. All right. And is there a? I know I probably shouldn't ask this on on the radio, but there's a fee with it too. Yeah, it's affordable. You can ask, let them know that you're um, a veteran or whatever. And um, I will I will pay for Hake's tacos in the street for counseling. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not I'm not part of the program. I'm not part of the uh, I'm not a, a, a counseling <laughs> staffer, right? But <laughs> but that's nice. <laughs> They'll be that's like, funny. I don't yeah, care about Hake's tacos. I'd love to look into that because <laughs> yeah, definitely. It, I realized that the things coming out of his mouth, he's he's told to say, and he was probably a liberal, but it sure felt good to be able to speak it to someone who I knew was liberal, but we could just have a discussion. Yeah, yeah I'm sure, man. Cool. Um, cool. The other thing is, you said you were worried about possible violence happening with this Virginia rally. Yeah, I was, you know, I was concerned. I was a little scared. Um, like Jesus said, don't get into that. You know, don't get into any type of worry about what might happen, what will happen, what could happen. Because that's just okay. going to set you up. You know what I mean? Okay. I got a question for you. Yeah. So if you were president, uh, God, this might be a terrible example, <laughs> but it's, it's, I think that's kind of impossible when you, when it's on the East Coast and I'm not able to get out there and there's, thousands of our brothers and sisters going to a rally where you know I'm not going to get into the left and the and the and the you know fake news and communism and all that but all that's there you know potentially evil law enforcement or blah 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 yeah. right that's all there to set up and blah 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 and it, it it's literally it's impossible you I said prayers and just because if something would have happened you know when when lives are on the line it's impossible to not be emotionally involved you know, and, and then when it's all over, you're just like, all right, cool. I understand what you're saying. Don't let it overtake you. But it's impossible to not feel that, to not feel for that. And I think that a lot of Americans, especially this whole aggressive Trump impeachment thing, this is causing a lot of us on the other on, on our side. It, it's emotional for us. It's not easy. It's hard for us to watch an evil entity try and displace a president that finally is trying to make us feel safe. It's not easy for us as a country. And I know that they do that. On purpose, it's a psyops. There's just a total attack on us, and that's where I have to watch my emotions for the most part. Like it, it will overwhelm you, so you have to back out there. But when our lives are on the line, it, it's I will get emotional. Like if 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 you were, I don't know, you know, if you were going to go in a dangerous situation, I will say a prayer, but I'm going to be concerned. I can't just be like, well, Hank's going into danger. I'm not going to get caught into that. I won't be emotional about it. <laughs> you know, it's it's not quite that real reality because this is combat and and this is spiritual combat. It hasn't it hasn't disintegrated into where it's physical. Well, it has. People are kind of losing it across the nation, but there's no war yet. You know, it's just it's a it's a mouth battle right now, and it's it's uh, it's taking its toll. It's not easy to deal with as an American who just wants to mind your business, obey the law, be a good citizen, and you're having. Our rights infringed. You know, it's it's crazy right now. But that is where I need to check my emotions. Is don't you get definitely, into that. God you definitely control, do, bro. Pray, you definitely do. I said you definitely do need to check and watch your emotions because, Joel, were you worried about that Second Amendment rally? Did you know about it? No. Did you know about it? Um, from the show, that was it. 
Yeah, I yeah. knew about it. Oh, there was, there was. I, I knew I about it, the, but I was not worried was about it. There was a Navy SEAL that I, I listened to on on uh, on a different show. Uh, every now and again, I'll 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 listen to another show, and there was a a retired SEAL, and he broke it down. I won't get into it, but he broke it down. He was concerned, but he was cool. Yeah, but the the point is, Bo, man, the point is, Bo, is uh, worries. I mean, it's a commandment. Do not worry. Jesus Jesus said it. It's in the Bible. It's a fact. Okay. You can, can, uh, but definitely talk with Jesse if if you're able to. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I'll be honest with you, it's hard managing your emotions through all this. Yeah. When you talk to Jesse or talk to you, I feel like I have to say, "Oh, I don't feel anything." I'm, I'm no, logical. no, you don't have to pretend. It, I'm it's just very. It is a very emotional thing, and I think if any anybody out here says it's not emotional, they're fucking lying. <laughs> just like, sorry about my language, but just like Mike Tyson, when he's like, "If when you're about to get into a fight, if you're not scared, if you say you're not scared, you're lying." So, yeah, I, well, I, I agree with. I you. mean, I respect you as a as a fighter. I know you're like a a boxer, and I know you're very fighter, informed. Dude. I'm, I'm, I'm 48 years old. I used to I used to try and be a tough guy. I know and, you're. You know, that's I know you're informed as to what's going on. Maybe even more so than me. But but still, it's it's not an excuse to to worry. So I'm just okay. I'm just telling you that that's it's I'll the Christian that thing, correction. you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not saying I'm perfect. <laughs> I'm just like you. you. I'm just you don't like ever the rest get worried of you guys. about this. You don't ever go like, dang, are we going to see a civil war? Or is no, I haven't. I have never wow. worried about a civil war. It's, wow. it's, I got other issues maybe, but I, a civil war is not one worry. Like, so. like eating street tacos in LA? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got, I got more immediate issues <laughs> that I got to yeah. handle. All right, Bo. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, thank you, man. very much. Thank you for your correction. Yeah, thank you for the call. appreciate that. All right, bud. I'll talk to you guys later. Take care. So, how'd you guys like that SARS song? Nice, beautiful piano music. And then, like, however many hundreds of... Chinese people died, and he's made that song for them. And um, speaking of a sad song, that did you guys mention, Joel? Were you paying attention? Because I wasn't. I was answering phones for Nick when that rapper guy, Toby Mac. Um, it came out that his son, who died on in October, had taken like fentanyl and other drugs, a couple of drugs. Did you, did you know that he wrote a song for him that came out just recently called yeah. 21 Years? That the son wrote a song for the father? No, the father wrote a song for the son uh, post-mortem after he died. Oh, after he died, no. Yeah, he, th- he wrote a song called 21 Years because his son died at 21 years old. So, uh, um, yeah, speaking of, speaking of musicians that write music for people that after they died to... Feel nice for him. I don't know. It's like, I don't know, man. They started also, another point about that, I don't know. He started a, he and his wife, Amanda or something like that, she's Jamaican, I think, started a um, foundation for, in in their son's name, Truett, whatever, um, to help kids financially, young people financially, pursue their music dreams. And, um, so, it's supposedly something that they, he thinks that his son would have wanted. I don't know. It seems like maybe he would be better to, like, I don't know if he's privately checking himself, wondering, like, 
what he could have done wrong that his son was taking drugs. Is that a drug problem? I th- came out that he had a drug problem, right? Right. So I don't know. But the son was 21. That means that he was born in 99, something like that. So it was after, it was after I was listening to him. Because I had stopped listening to DC Talk, which was, the, which was the Christian band, Christian rap band. I actually got that from my sister. My sister listened to DC Talk before me, and my older sister. And then I started listening to DC Talk a little bit. They had that song, Jesus Freak. They had New Thing. <laughs> Anyways. But um, turns out a bunch of all these Christian, a bunch of these Christian artists that I used to listen to and other people used to listen to, not necessarily so Christian as we thought, or as I thought, anyways. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, Bo, uh, I appreciate you. And I'm glad that you're um, sharing that stuff. I mean, at least with us. Because there's a lot of people that are very concerned and worried. Some people, that's what I think is happening with a lot of the um, whites, who are going nuts with either trolling online, what people call trolling. In some cases, they're not trolls. They're just serious, seriously concerned about what's going on, and they don't know what else to do. And they, So they go online and say, oh, Jews this, Jews that, referring to the blaming of the Jews for some of the stuff that they're doing wrong. Um, I think that that's part... I, I think that I can kind of relate in that, that that's the overreaction that I was doing on Facebook during the Obama presidency. When he, got, when he was going to get reelected and then he got reelected, oh man, I was freaking out. Because, like, I didn't have, uh, I don't know, got too into it. Um, anyways, let me get to Luis. I think I'm pronouncing your name right, Luis, out of Nebraska. Yeah, you're, you're good. All right. Go by by Lewis. Lewis. White people just easier. Nice. All right. Either way. <laughs> First time caller to Nebraska. Thanks for calling, Lewis. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, thank you for getting the call. Um, I'm, you know, I'm a fan, and I like to listen to the, you know, Jesse show and the, and then your show like all morning. Um, Appreciate that. And I, and I wanted to comment about the. Puerto Rico situation because I'm a Puerto Rican that just moved here like two years ago okay. after Hurricane Maria. Yeah, and uh, I'm pretty sure you guys have seen the whole situation with Puerto Rico and uh, like the all the food that you know that was like lost that was hiding from people. Yeah, and. And um, I have seen, like, CNN, MSNBC. I saw, like, all these news outlets, they have been um, reporting that, but they, they, like, they are not telling the truth. And then Fox News is not, I don't think they have a good source in Puerto Rico, so they are just not reporting that. Um, but... Like the situation, it's pretty bad. The corruption problem is like the it's the main problem. Um, you know about all these. Like um, even our newspapers in Puerto Rico, they are blaming 
drum for everything. Really? But yeah. Uh, because and, okay, and, let me interrupt you, Lewis. Because this week or over the weekend, we heard about a warehouse full of emergency supplies that they think was from Hurricane Maria. Yeah, being discovered. Yeah. And so the governor, so, I think, the female governor, yeah, fired well, a couple of her cabinet members over it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but that, but she knew about that. That like to authorize the rent of that uh, warehouse. Yeah. For, for the famous uh, supplies, she knew about it, uh, and she had to sign because she was the secretary of justice. You know, when you're a governor or you're the president, you name people yeah. to be around, like to be, be the secretary of justice, uh, the every agency leader. Well, she was the justice secretary, right? Yeah. So um, that warehouse, and, and this is the thing, like that warehouse, uh, the ex-governor, the one that we had the big protest, and he resigned. Um, he's uh, the governor's secretary. Uh, this guy uh, is the owner of that warehouse. So apparently he talked to the governor and um, he rented that uh, warehouse to uh, FEMA so they could store uh, all those things, right? Yeah. But they left some things inside because he was renting that space to the to the to FEMA or the government whatever for ten thousand bucks a month. Wow. So he was making money by working for the governor as the you know as the governor's secretary and he was also making money uh from the crisis, right? Because he had stuff in there. And then when when everything was almost done, they kept some stuff in there just to keep renting that space. Oh my gosh! So that so that's what they have been hiding food because uh, this warehouse or these uh, terrains uh, owners they know people on the government, so they rent their space to the oh. government, and they get paid. Yeah. And that's how they may they are just <laughs> you know they just keep living their life making money out of the right. crisis. That and, and is so corrupt. They, yeah. So the you know all like that's what they do like all the time. They yeah. And it's not with this like you know like it's not the Hurricane Maria crisis. They have been happening for so long since I was a kid. And the problem you have, and, and I've been thinking about it, like, uh, after I came here to U.S. and I started to see politics on with, you know, more open-minded and, and open to learn new things. Yeah. And I realized why we have, why we have all this corruption. And this comes from the, 50s, right? When Cuba had the revolution and um, we had our first governor, um, we have like three 
high historic main parties, right? Okay. One goes by the color red, one goes by the color blue, and one goes by the color green. All right. And so they, um, you have these uh, people that uh, go by the color red, and they are the uh, Partido Popular Democrático, which means uh, uh, popular democratic party, right? So popular, you know, popular politics destroy, like, every country. Like, uh, <laughs> popular politics are social, socialist yeah. uh, politics, right? Yeah. So they have, a, they have, we have been switching between two of those parties, the uh, that red party and the blue party, which is Partido Nuevo Progresista, which means new progressive party. Doesn't sound much better. Or any better. Yeah, yeah. So when you have the word progressive, yeah. Um you are just you know, you will have a mess. So we have been switching since the fifties between those parties for governor and mayors and like all people on the Senate and you know that is crazy. Have, I I think that's why we have that problem because we don't have like uh, true conservative people on the on the you know in Puerto Rico. We're just a mess. Like California, we have a lot of homeless people, a lot yep. of addiction. Yeah. Um, Good point. It's just it's just a mess, right? Y- you so, know what? When I when I heard about the, that warehouse, I was thinking. Oh, they just lost track of it. They're disorganized. They're inept. They're um, incompetent. But it didn't occur to me, and I know that incompetence is like almost the same thing. It's basically the same thing as corruption. It's evidence of corruption, of in- individual corruption at least. But what yeah. you're describing, that's outright corruption. They're just making money off of it. <laughs> that is yeah. evil. And, 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 and then, um, like, we have very, as I said, we have been switching between those right. parties, right? So we have nationalized nationalized companies, like the thing that Bernie Sanders and AOC want to do. Right. Uh, uh, you know, give, uh, I'm, you know, quoting, power to the people, right? Yep. So we, like, our electricity company, the water company, you know, the water you get on your house, yeah. you have to pay for it. Um, it's just one in the whole island. One for the electricity and another company for the water. So whatever they do, no matter if they steal money, whatever happens, they just increase the service price. Like the for years, the electricity and the water uh, costs have been increasing. They just put any price on it, and that's what you have to pay, or if not, they go to your house, and they, they will cut the service on your house. Yeah. So that's what happened when you don't have competition. That's why private companies are better. That's why capitalism is much better, because you can have uh, companies 
offering deals and you can pick which one is the best deal for you. And yeah. the others have to compete with that one. So everybody has a choice, but we don't have a choice because if we want electricity or water, we just have one company and you have to pay whatever they want, whatever price they have uh, to have the service. You know, this stuff and, seems so common amongst all of the, all of like the Latin America areas. Yeah. I, and and I don't know if it's amongst all of them, but it just seems so f- common, like just across the board, Mexico, Central America, South America, those places, those islands, um, in the Gulf, whatever. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, I don't get what's up with the culture gets so those cultures just get so corrupt it's so strange to me but then they're so sympathetic to socialism and communism it's crazy how old are you luis yeah. uh i'm 25 and you came here because of hurricane maria yeah after the hurricane because i was uh you know i was a hard work i'm a hard working person you know but yeah it was like it was pretty bad. I had my wife. I had a small daughter. She was five by that. Uh, I mean, she's five now. She was uh, three by that time. Yeah. And if you don't have water and electricity, you know, it's just hard to live. Right. And you're you're in the tropics, so you get a lot of mosquitoes and sickness and crazy. You know, it, it was just really bad. And then the the, there was no electricity, uh, like anywhere. Yeah, it was a black. You know, everything was black at night. So the criminality was increasing. People were oh yeah, using other people's stuff. Like they, there was a lot of people helping each other. Yeah, but there was a lot of people just, uh, just stealing like food and the like the power generators. And, <laughs> yeah all that from each other, which, you know, is just horrible because you have to live with that fear. Right. You know, and if you go to work, you know, like I had that fear that someone was going to break into my house to steal my stuff and do something to my wife or my daughter. Right. So it, it wasn't good at all. Well, I'm glad you got out of that. That's good. So horrible. Sounds and good. I just told my best friend, and he was living here, and he just told me, like, you know, just buy the the ticket and just come here, you know. Yeah. And you'll live with me, you'll get on your feet, and you will make a new life. And that's what I did. Like, I don't want to wow. go back. And I want to stay here. And um, it's not like I came from any of these other countries, like Venezuela or whatever. Right. But... Uh, I think Puerto Rico is going down that road. You yeah, know what I mean, it seems like so it. It's a shame. I have seen, I have seen what Bernie ideas and AOC ideas exactly can cause. I I have seen the result, and it's not good at all. Yep, and it's just scary, you know. Yeah, and, and uh, that's why. As I said, even the parties uh, have progressive, democratic. Yeah, you have, and, you, you and have two bad party, choices. Green, you have two bad choices, green, and what's the green one? 
and the green one is the independent uh uh party uh, or independent uh the Puerto Rican independent party. So they want the the island to be just a nation like yeah independent from America. Over, yeah. But they want it to be like Cuba. Oh man. So you have three are, bad parties. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And and they praise Cuba and they praise Venezuela. And then you have all the people that is coming up with new parties. Like right. We had we have an uh, like six parties now. There's like two, two or three new parties. But then these other people, they they are the same, like right. the same old parties, but they are coming up with these new uh, inclusive ideas, gay people ideas. Uh. But they are. Socialist. That's terrible, man. And they are, you know, and they praise Venezuela and Cuba and Bernie Sanders and AOC. They praise all that people, you know. Yeah. And they, even one of them uh, used the same logo Maduro has on his party in Venezuela, like a D, a D uh, logo used the exact same logo for her party in one of these new parties that came up now. That's crazy. Luis, I gotta go, but call me again, man. That's is a that's a wild story. I appreciate that, man. Yeah. No, thank you, uh, you know, for the time because people need to know about this. Yeah. It's scary and uh you know, we are running away. Decent people like me yep. that doesn't like that. True. We are running away because we want the best for our kids and, uh, you know, we want a better life. And here is where you make a better life. I mean, if you go to the east or the west coast, not, but, you know, in the <laughs> countryside, the Midwest, you know. Right, Nebraska. <laughs> All right, Luis, take care, man. Okay, you too. Appreciate Bye-bye. it. Bye-bye. All right. Man, some interesting calls. I don't want to say amazing because I don't want to act like Jesse, right? <laughs> but amazing calls. Thank you, guys. And I'm sorry I'm holding these guys longer than I normally do, but they're just so interesting. Donning Armor. Let me get to Donning Armor out of California. Donning Armor, good to hear from you. Hello, James. Hey, how are you doing? I'm glad you're, you're, you're well. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yes. Uh, good Lord, man. You need to learn how to hang up on calls. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry, man, but I? that was just, I don't know. It was, to me, that was, those two guys were interesting to me. But, well, I'm glad somebody found it interesting. Anyway, I, <laughs> as the first caller said, yeah. I'd like to just address everybody and say, I'm not a Nazi. I'm definitely not a Nazi. Right. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to change my nickname to Donning Definitely Not a Nazi Armor, just so people know. And I'd like for you to introduce me as such when yeah. I'm on the show. Wasn't that ridiculous? Uh, Are you ref- that is, is that a side reference to Vosh, my Friday guest? Well, I was going to talk about Vosh, but that was in um, uh, your your first caller that you had in the show today. Yeah, Bo. He, uh, I don't remember the, the caller's name, but yeah. but uh, I do want to talk about Vosh, which 
to me sounds like a feminine hygiene product. But anyway, that's the guy's name. Right. And uh, yeah, he posited this uh, this narrative, right? That people are going to uh, the white ethno nationalists uh, are, are want to get rid of all of the black and brown people. And the only way to do this, he literally said, gas chambers and eugenics for sterilization. <laughs> Something to that effect. Yeah. I mean, th- this is childish nonsense. Yeah. Uh, and he'd ask for some policy. Well, I'll give you a policy. You know what Donald Trump could do right now? He could end birthright citizenship. I would love that. And, yeah, but he won't, will he? You, I don't you, know. He, could, he can get rid of the DACA, the million illegal DACA uh, recipients. That would be awesome. In the country. He, he could do that. Um, maybe he could start enforcing law and finding businesses that employ illegal immigrants. Maybe he can pass. That part uh, is happening. Is it? Yeah, there well, are businesses I'll, that are getting investigated and, and stung, I think. And definitely investigated for um, employing illegals. I know that part is happening. Well, investigated for employ. I mean, come on. We, I live in Southern hey, California. And so you you got to start somewhere. But anyways, go, go on. I've, I've stopped you up. Go for it. No, well, I was just positing, you know, uh, they came here peacefully. They migrated from their homelands to ours peacefully, mm-hmm. relatively speaking. And they can migrate back. We can incentivize them to go back. Yeah. And they don't even have to swim across the Rio Grande. They could take an <laughs> airfare. They can you know, <laughs> take a bus ticket. Uh, Definitely. You know, we, can, we can aid them in, in returning to their own countries where they belong, yeah. with their own people. There's nothing racist or wrong about that. And guess what? You don't need gas chambers. Right. You don't need eugenics. So to talk to such a childish person, I mean, I can't take somebody like that seriously. When it goes to the, it's like the first caller talking about the Nazis. Listen, I don't have anything to apologize for. Uh, you should be grateful. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, maybe I'm rambling at this point. You, but yeah, you, even the, take it away. Yeah, to be honest, like the um, the 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 notion that oh, I know some of the white ancestors enslaved blacks or something. Who cares? I mean, who who really cares? Nobody knows what, what about it was the like. white slaves. Uh, there was white slaves too. Yeah, uh, nobody who, cares about it, them. Why should I care about black slaves? I don't yeah, care about anything. It any doesn't of them. matter. It's ancient history. Exactly. As far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and as far as they're concerned too, they just like to hold on to it, just to be mad about. Something. Well, they hold on to it because they know that they can get free stuff from it. Yeah, I appreciate yeah, it, Donning Armor. Exactly. Okay, I'm sorry. No worries, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate to cut you know. off, but. It's Got okay. you. I needed to get that off my chest. Yeah, I'm glad you did. And call again, Donnie. All right, brother. Don, Donnie, right, not brother. a Nazi armor. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> yeah. Take care. Rick out of Hampton, 30 seconds. Go, Rick. Out of Hampton, Virginia. Rick. Okay, Rick is not actually. Hey, hey Rick. You have 20 seconds. Go. <laughs> yes, um, I got a question. A question I got, James. Um, you know how everybody always saying it's between blacks and whites that the pay is not equal. But every place I ever worked at, man, people made the same. And if you qualify, you know, for a higher pay, if you qualify and you put in your application and you work hard, you'll get the next pay grade. But you see how liberals always go around pushing this unequal pay, man. I have Very good point, man. Yeah, same thing. Well, with the, with the women, it's different because the women shouldn't even be working in the first place. We need to change the culture. Yeah. I appreciate it, Rick. Thanks, man. Take care. No problem, James. Love you. Take care, too, brother. All right. 
Take care, guys. Uh, that AOC thing was actually summed up pretty well, the clip that I played at the beginning where it, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was talking about we want your power. That's basically what you heard in that call from Luis from Nebraska by way of um, Puerto Rico. Um, that was basically a description of what she would bring about. And happy RN. I'm sorry for your bad experience on the D-Live. Don't worry about it. Don't let it get to you. We, uh, we welcome all people. But uh, I know that you, not everybody likes that different atmospheres. Anyways, um, thanks guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow is Thursday. Dang, I missed two days. All right, guys. Um, Thehakereport.com, rebuildingtheman.com for counseling, church, um, etc. Women's forums, men's forums. The next men's forum is going to be next month. And all that stuff. And then jessieleepeterson.com for the Jesse Lee Peterson stuff. My stuff is on podcast. Go to thehakereport.com slash show, and you can find the different podcast uh, links. All right, guys. Take care. And to be ethical, if you're a billionaire today, the thing that you need to do is give up control mm. and power. So I don't want your money as much as we want your power. Mm. The people, not me. That's going to get cut and clipped.